in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. People think that's our theme song, but it's really the highest pressure thinking music <laughs> I've ever encountered. Because we never know how we're going to start these things until I actually press that button. Well, oh my God, you know what we need to talk about? Because as I went to the bathroom just earlier, you know, just to prepare uh, before we started the podcast, all I could hear was just you like, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? As you as you talked into the microphone. Yeah. Nothing. You couldn't hear anything. I want to talk about the fact that Skynet has become sentient, and the first thing that they do now that they're sentient is to just switch off your microphone. Sentient? Incontinent? Sentient. 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 I'd much prefer it if Skynet became incontinent. Yeah, you know what? This is why they're switching your microphone off. <laughs> Nobody likes a Gregory corrector. I just found out that one of my comedy friends from mm. about 10 years ago, we started out doing stand-up at the same time, yeah. is now the head of cybersecurity for my bank. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I like, I'm just surprised that like an ex-comedian like has a job. Oh, it was amazing. He was one of the few guys that actually ever had any money. Oh, and okay. now we know why. Yeah, okay. He's oh. good at his job and dedicated. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm just—I just don't want to talk to him again because he can, like, he can say, "How's comedy going?" I'll go, "Yeah, good," and he'll like just, just Google it, look like, it up, and no, it's not. Is it though? It's yeah. not really. You have a lot of debt to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? That's that could be why like bankers don't have a lot of friends. Yeah, well, that's true. You know, because you just you can't bullshit your way like, oh, everything's fine. They can see that your dog's just been put down. You've lost your job. You know, you've spent $38 on porn films and hotels. You know, they know how things are going. It's not going well. About the bad old days when you had to pay for porn. Oh, Lord. Hotel porn at that. <laughs> Ugh. Um, yeah, I, I, must have, I must have missed that phase of like paying for porn um maybe just because i'm too tight to like pay for porn i don't know it was kind of like a cryptocurrency that no one understood because mm. everyone had it no one paid for it somehow it still had value because i'm always like if you're always stuck and you're like oh my god like i really need like some porn like can't you just get a mirror oh what then you're watching porn like Come on, it's someone doing the Rooney Nooney, and you're watching it. I'm that's, just saying, like Bear Grylls. That's some Patrick Bateman shit. <laughs> watching yourself. Improv- I'm not saying it's your go-to, but it's got to be better than spending, what, like $19.99? That's the sexual equivalent of drinking your own urine to stay alive. It's <laughs> what you do on a long voyage. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it should be your go-to, but no. I'm just saying. I don't think that should even be a tool in the, in the toolbox. Why? Who watches? Who well, gets you, off on watching themselves? Well, you know, you can you can put it down the angle so you can't see your face, and you can pretend it's a stranger. Oh, my own stepmum. <laughs> uh, uh. Oh, what? Well, I just think. Well, come on. Like I've heard of like men like sit on their own hands to make it none. So it's like you get a hand job from a stranger. So this way, you you take out your face, and you're like, oh, I'm getting a hand job from a stranger. See that. 
Improvise. Put up some little like bus stop signs. I've never understood the mental disconnect that it is required for the stranger. (laughs) Which which is its colloquial term, the stranger. It's more like you're getting a handjob from Stephen Hawking. (gasps) I saw one the other day and they were like, it was um, stranger, like, but like the next level. Okay. Okay. You make your hand numb by pressing it into, you know, you have like those outside metal tables with all the grills. Yes. You know, the whole you 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 like basically you smash your hand down into it, and then your hand becomes ribbed for your own pleasure. What the? Who the fuck are you hanging around with? I'm not. This is the internet. There's no. I haven't tried it. I'm just saying. Okay. That's what the kids are doing. Bath the salts. Kids, the kids are not doing <laughs> bath salts and ribbed ribbed stranger pleasure. Kids are not having strange barbecue grease weird <laughs> fucking smashed hand wanks. It's what? not happening. What? What? Oh, come on! Like this you- is the kind of bullshit that your parents came home with when they found your first hip hop record. Oh, he's going to be into black Satanism. He's going to turn into a Muslim and hate police <laughs> because they they believed that Tipper Gore shit. And you're just like, yeah, I've read on the internet somewhere that kids are fucking mangling their hands to get a better wank. No, they're not. They've got access to fantastic porn on a very large OLED screen. Are we talking, speaking about fantastic porn, can we talk about the porn that I found after last week's topic? Our, our, our nightmare on, what was it, Nightmare Before Christmas episode? Yes, yes. Please. I, I, for once, I didn't Google it. N- uh, I did, because uh, <laughs> I have a problem. Uh, nightmare Before XXXmas. <laughs> uh, it's a man dressed up as Jack Skeleton. Um, they've just done a, a lady up in body paint. Yeah. Um, l- let's just say when your entire body is done up in like extra white body paint, it really makes other body parts that you can't put body paint on yes. stand out. And a, that, a nightmare for the DOP trying to get decent exposure. I Ironically know. enough. <laughs> oh, hey, there we go. Can I get a white balance? Oh! I actually, because I just, I put it up on Instagram and one of our followers obviously was like, nah, this can't be real. Actually Googled it. Yeah. And then actually let us know that the Google porn parody of The Nightmare Before Christmas actually has a Google porn parody song. I should have got you to download it so we could kick into it. Yeah. Let's just leave 10 seconds now. Oh my god, that was outrageous! <laughs> I'm probably just gonna leave that gap in there and not search for it. Oh my! What this is my boner. This <laughs> is my boner. Oh, she's not getting stuffed with oak leaves. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh my lord! Yeah, it's and then some pictures from the film came up. Okay, very traumatic. I can imagine. Very, very traumatic. I mean, talk about ruining Christmas. Yeah. What What do you reckon would be? The best porn parody. And don't say Schindler's List or something like oh. that. Oh. Someone's going to go, oh, Schindler's uh, Fist. Now we're going to have to Google it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, oh, I told you. I, are we talking just for like the pun quality of their name? Not or particularly, the actual- no. Like, I think what would make a good a good porn parody. Oh, what would? Yeah. Oh. See, some of the really good ones have already been done. Like, I know there's Star Trek The Next Penetration. That's pretty good. I think that's really good. Um. Oh, God, you're putting me on the spot. Like, it doesn't have to be punny. Like, I just want to know what would be a good porn parody. Um, Apocalypse Now, I reckon. 
I reckon I, I think Apocalypse Now Just awkward has, Awkward silence Well there's the mirror scene Where he's fucking Autoerotic asphyxiating Apparently at the very start <laughs> We know he can hold See his, That's what I tell you People are masturbating In the mirrors And you look at me Like I'm weird When I do we it We know he can hold his breath Oh With the sneaking up On Colonel Kurtz yeah, see, that's just where it, it all gets weird for me. Like, how do you end the Apocalypse Now porn? Like, obviously, it's just like they're going to get out. There's going to be like a mass orgy that goes wrong and it's, oh, don't get out of the boat. I'll tell you not to get out of the boat. But then when you get to the boat and there's like just a big giant Marlon Brando, <laughs> what happens? How do you end that porn? I think Marlon Brando has been replaced with what I believe is described as a BBW, a big, beautiful woman. Oh, bald, no, sweaty, no, angry. She doesn't have to be bold and sweaty. Well, if, if it's she an Apocalypse be, Now parody, yes, she, she can has be to. coquettish and Rubenesque. No, the, no, because if this is this is what this is what angers me. You're just going to drive the fans angry. Because if I'm a fan going for porn, okay, I want it. I want I want them fat. I want them sweaty. I want them overweight. I want them mumbling incoherently. So, in other words, you are hoping for the release of Ron Jeremy <laughs> in order to make this film. <laughs> I'm just saying, like this is this is what made me angry about like the Star Trek. It was like Star Trek: The Next Penetration, and then they had Star Trek original series characters in it. It was just nobody can get their nut off when that kind of storyline inconsistency is happening. Like that, oh. You want to turn it into comic cum? Oh, it's just you just—it's got to be correct, or it's just going to drive me crazy. Okay. It's, it's things like you know, like if you're going to do like say Star Wars porn, you need Star Wars fans to make it. No. Yes. No. Yes. You don't want Star yeah, Wars. No, fans to because make it. if they're wearing the wrong badges and the wrong uniforms, it's a porn parody. They get naked pretty quick. Oh, no, you still know. You know. You know, and it just it vexes you the entire time. You're like, no, there's no way that the fifth battle commander <laughs> would be on here with these imperial troops, and you just never get your nut away. That's all I'm saying. Ugh. Yeah. Well, we, I reckon there's never been a porn parody made of an Australian film. I'll say that much. <laughs> oh no! Surely there's a Mad Max porn. Mad Sax. <laughs> Who knows? Mad XX, Mad Triple X. Oh my God. Yeah, Mad XXX. There you go. Guess how Gas Grass or Ask Nine writes for free. <laughs> just a whole <laughs> lot of marauding. Oh my God. I can just see everyone it now is like oh. Googling Mad Max porn. Surely there's Mad Max porn. That's made for like. Yeah, the toe cutter's been re- replaced with the cherry popper. Oh, nice. <laughs> Goose nice. is <laughs> gooch. <laughs> Oh my god! And like, like, oh my god! Like, especially in Mad Max too. Like, they're already wearing the correct outfits. Yes, yeah. they can just make it at Broken Hill and use unemployed locals. Yeah, just just people wandering onto set. Yeah, so just you put your dick in her. <laughs> yeah, all right. You oh. said you were going to give me some meth. Yep, <laughs> I'm up for it. It's got to exist. Oh come on, surely Fury Road. That's oh, yeah. made for porn. Yeah, yeah. Furry Road. Oh. <gasps> Yes. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of people dressed as dingoes. (laughs) (laughs) What? Furry Road. No. You had to make it weird. Furries aren't weird. Oh, God. I'm still waiting for you with your obsession. I'm waiting for you to obsess, to suggest Cars the Porn. It's been made. Oh, God. Of course. Why have you looked that up? It's a children's film. Uh, Because I'm friends with men who are tradesmen. They work as contractors. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they just sent me this shit. <laughs> My phone is just a fucking exhibit. 
So what you're saying is we pay contractors too much? They have too much free time? The shit I get sent. Oh, God. But yet, ironically, every week we... We ask people to send you dick pics on this podcast. You've still never been sent one. Because the good people of Texas have standards. Oh, I don't know. Do they, though? They do. They, do are, they are gentlemen. They're listening to us talk about porn parodies of Apocalypse Now. Before we've even really started what we're going to talk about. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Shall we talk about what we're going to talk I about? I think we should because we're, we're already on the, uh, the Australian story. Oh, my Lord. Well, yeah, it's, speaking of like Australian movie porn parodies... <laughs> Um, this brings us to this week's episode, which, uh, the Princess Theatre Ghost. This week we look at an operatic ghoul that refuses to take his final curtain call. Is it Barry Humphreys? <laughs> <laughs> no, the other one. In, in this week's episode of... I am the very model of a modern major ghoul. <laughs> or I might have got very excited by last week's episode. Or Encore of Death. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Being an Australian theatre ghoul, it's government supported. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it can't absolutely. profit on its own. I have an arts grant. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody comes to see my shitty plays. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Now, the Princess Theatre is the premier theatre in Melbourne, Australia, according to their website. (laughs) I've never fucking heard of it. It is the oldest surviving entertainment site. It claims to be the oldest surviving entertainment site on on mainland Australia. I thought the oldest surviving entertaining site on mainland Australia was your mum. Oh! This is incorrect. (laughs) As I think we all know, the oldest entertainment site on Australia is your grandma. <laughs> She's not surviving. <laughs> you got to warm her up. I no, I just I didn't say she was surviving. I just said oldest entertainment <laughs> site. Don't Pride steal my Port, gags before the Pride I. Port Perry. <laughs> oh, the site began providing. Oh, sorry, I'll stop talking about your grandma. <laughs> The theatre began providing entertainment to the masses in Melbourne's Gold Rush of 1854. Wow. When an Irish-American named Tom Mooney built a 110 by 80 by 40 foot high barn, which he called Astley's Amphitheatre. Oh. With a stage at one end of the barn for dramatic performances... The middle was dirt for horse shows. Yep, okay. <laughs> dirt for horse shows. Yes. So that's like when you go to an entertainment centre, like the Adelaide Entertainment Centre, you, know, you go one day and you see, like, you know, Miriam Margulies. Yeah. And the next day it's Triple X, Crusty Demons of Dirt. Yeah. And <laughs> the motocross is coming. Yeah, nothing has changed. <laughs> Now, it passed through a series of owners until new owners in 1857 decided to renovate the building. No more horse theatre for her. It was reopened as the Princess's Theatre and Opera House. Ah. By 1885, the building was run down, so new owners elected to demolish the building and construct a new theatre. The new theatre, now renamed the Princess Theatre was completed in 1886 at a cost of, 
How much do you think they spent in 1886? 1886. Uh, so we were still in British money? So yes, it would have been, I'm going to say £100,000. Oh, oh, now it sounds unexciting. I was expecting you to say $100. It was £50,000. That's a fucking lot of money, considering that you would buy land for like 50 quid, 50 yeah. pounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So £50,000 on a theatre. A theatre. <laughs> the marketing campaign was as grand as the building itself. It had state-of-the-art stage lighting and Australia's first retractable roof. Declaring that the marble staircase and grand foyers were the equal of the Paris Opera, (laughs) the Grand in Bordeaux and the Stats in Frankfurt. Now, Frederick Baker was born in Italy to an Italian mother and English father. He spent time like his father in the army and then became a junior diplomat. But his heart just wasn't in it. His heart was always... (laughs) So in his 20s, he changed his last name from Baker to Federici as he felt it gave him more panache. He's like done an opposite of Nicolas Cage. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Frederick quickly panached his way to the top. He had started as a nightclub singer, but with a powerful bass tenor voice, he quickly moved to musicals and opera. In particular, light opera. And he became the star of several Gilbert and Sullivan productions. Frederick starred in the first ever staging of The Pirates of Penzance. Ah, The Pirates of Men's Pants. (laughs) and the Mikado. They were both smash hits on the West End of London and then Broadway in the United States, Frederick starring in both countries. Frederick had become one of the leading actors of his generation. He had become their Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) In early 1887, Frederick travelled to Australia and found huge success reprising many of his roles on the stage. In early 1888, the company decided to stage a production of Faust. That's an ill portent. The show premiered on the 3rd of March, 1888. Now, in the production, Faust is old. And laments his life and yearns for his lost youth and babes. (laughs) The devil, who goes under the name of Miaphosilis, offers all to Faust just one tiny clause. Yeah. It might have been written up by the same lawyers who wrote up the same clauses at the Fernald power plant just yeah give you 500 <laughs> tiny little claws barely don't want to mention it but yeah i can give you everything you want you'll be young again you get all the babes it'll be totally awesome just just small matter you gotta give me your soul oh no um, but that's all yeah come on you're see, gonna be young again Woo! see fast didn't know about the loophole where he could you know take him on in a fiddle contest <laughs> if only yeah <laughs> oh no so yeah, he's got to give the, the devil his soul in his return. So, what do you know? Dun, dun, dun. It all goes horribly wrong. No. Would you believe? 
Fausta gets young, knocks a girl up, abandons her. She murders the baby. He goes to an orgy. The two come back together to sing a love song. He stabs her to death. Everyone's dead. The usual light opera. Pretty much sounds like uh, most famous rugby league players. (laughs) Or every French film ever written. (laughs) Even though Frederick was only 38, he had heart problems for some years. And so a doctor's advice was on a constant dose of nitroglycerin pills and had been for some time. Before Frederick went onto the stage, he lamented to his castmates in the overly dramatic way of the theatre. I will give a fine performance tonight, but it will kill me. (laughs) The show was sold out and Frederick gave a dynamic performance as the devil himself. At the very end of the opera, the devil throws his cloak around Faust and his smoke, thunder and lights erupt all around. Faust and the devil descend through a trapdoor on the stage as the two slowly descend into hell. That's what you want for a bit of comedy, for a bit of night out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> the crowd leapt to their feet and began a thunderous applause that lasted for seven minutes. Seven minutes? Seven minutes. Me thinks that the uh, the account of this was written by the actors. <laughs> You're just amazed that anything can last for seven minutes. <laughs> Definitely not applause. Awkward. <laughs> What about disappointment? (laughs) (laughs) The cast quickly moved on stage and bowed, and then the leading players took their individual bows to the audience. The night was a huge success. What the cast did not expect to hear from a concerned director as they all walked off stage was that Frederick was dead. No! As the trapdoor had begun to descend, Frederick had suffered a massive heart attack and had died before the trapdoor had reached its stop in the cellar. They carried Frederick into the green room and a doctor was called, but he could not revive the star. This had all happened whilst the players had been taking their bows at the curtain call. But the players could not understand as they assured the director that Frederick had been on stage with them and had taken his bows. Oh, that's his understudy. (laughs) He's dead. My chance. (laughs) It begins tonight, darlings. (laughs) Later in the month, the Illustrated Australian newspaper would report... The dying actor lay stretched upon the floor with his wife and anxious friends about him, trying to restore him to life. In the minds of all, the remembrance of the part the dying actor had played must have been uppermost, while the crimson hood, the pointed shoes, and the cap laying near him on the floor could only seem a grim and ghastly mockery. <laughs> oh, God, there's a theatre reviewer for you. <laughs> no, I think the thing that was first and f- foremost in his wife's wife mind was oh my god 
God, my husband's dying. Please don't let my husband die. Not, oh, what a tragic turn of irony that he should play Faust as he dies. Look at his little pointy red shoes. There is a whole episode as well on turn of the 19th century medicine. Yeah. If you've ever seen what they used to do for CPR. It's fucking crazy. Is this the one where you had to get like the the fire bellows and blow them up someone's ass? Yeah, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Or um, you know, basically hang them over a fence mm-hmm. and uh, give them a couple of good whacks on the back. Uh, if that didn't work, you should. Didn't Harvey Weinstein used to call that an audition <laughs> by candlelight? <laughs> Just all sorts of amazing stuff, uh, like oh. pour, pouring cabbage water on people. Oh, yeah. maybe we should do an episode on. Uh, I have a 19th century medical manual. <gasps> we should do it. Yay! Oh, my God. Okay, I'm very excited for that. Um, and, and the fact that you, I love it that, like, medi- like healthcare in the 18th century would kill more people than oh, it yeah. ever saved. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, yes, uh, his wife has lamented the irony of his little pointy shoes. Two days later... Frederick was buried at the Melbourne General Cemetery. I realise he was married to Alanis Morissette. <laughs> it's like playing Faust. <laughs> it figures. <laughs> Isn't it ironic? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, his, uh, so he's buried two days later. His coffin was covered in wreaths and flowers and several of the attendees collapsed in grief. <laughs> Fucking actors, seriously. I know. This is, stop trying to act out each other. Oh, my God, I'm more upset oh. than you are. And they're all just like, he's got my cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> so several of them collapsed in grief. As the coffin was being lowered into the ground, the Reverend Goodwind, <laughs> obviously a bit of a theatre buff himself, <laughs> Reverend Goodwind, who was performing the service, was apparently so overcome with emotion that he too fainted. So, Fella- it sounds like the actor troupe from um, Lemony Snickets. <laughs> I am an actor! <laughs> I commit you to your repulsed. I think Reverend Goodwin was definitely, like, trying his best to fill the part. He's definitely from the Chinese knockoff of Cluedo. He was definitely trying to go for it. Reverend Goodwin in the cemetery with a flute. (laughs) Well, after the vicar passed out, fellow actor (laughs) Charles Warner was called on and he concluded the service on the Reverend's behalf. Who do you think is the worst actor that you definitely would not want speaking at your funeral? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh. Well, obviously the guy from the room, Tommy Wissow. He'd be pretty bad. Uh, oh, hi, dead guy. He'd be pretty bad. <laughs> oh, dead guy, you're tearing me apart! <laughs> uh, uh, God, there's got to be an actor who's just horrendous. Oh, Jared Leto. I would not want Jared Leto to. Oh, you know he'd do something to your corpse, though, in oh. a whimsical sort of... Oh, it's method. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's, like, just trying to get that uh, that last shot in to try to be, you know, the Joker again. <laughs> he'd start doing things to your corpse. You know who I wouldn't want? Oh, fucking... I wouldn't want fucking Matt Damon. 
I would sit up. Yeah, I would sit up in my coffin. And <laughs> I was just watching The Martian today. He was very good in that. Oh, his little poo potato. <laughs> poo potato. Boil him, mash him, stick him in a stew. Oh my god! Yeah, no, I don't want Matt Damon at my at my funeral. No, you wouldn't um, want him or um, Paulie Shaw. Oh, <laughs> Corpsage! <laughs> Shut up. Oh my god! Or Alec Baldwin? It'd just, it'd just be him. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Stop taking the limelight away, Baldwin. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, you know what? I don't. I don't want Selma Hayek. She's too hot. Everyone would be too looking at her and not like being sad. They'd be like, "Look at the boobs. Look at them epic titties." Yeah. Yeah. I don't want anyone showing up with epic titties taking attention away from me. <laughs> what if she, What titties. if she was doing the dance from uh, Dust Till Dawn? Would you, would you, have you know what? If I'm ever in a coma, bring Selma Hayek in just to dance over my bed. Just do that from dusk till dawn. Oh, that'd get a rise out that of is, me. That is some 19th century medicine that everyone Ooh! would get behind. Oh, my God. You know what? I could be three weeks dead. I reckon <laughs> that'd get your heart pumping again. Dead-eyed. Oh, that's a sexy woman. Bruce Campbell would be the ultimate. Oh, my God. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I couldn't. I would come back just screaming. Just so he could shoot you like a dead-eyed. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah, worth it. Fucking worth it. That'd be so good. Oh my god, yeah. If I have to die, I wanna I wanna <laughs> If you have to die. Yeah. Would you do? Well, no, I don't. But um but if I had to, just Bruce Campbell shotgun to the face, you'd kind of be like, Oh yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Show your friends. <laughs> Look, Cobain had to do it himself. <laughs> Oh my god, I can't believe I'm getting Bruce Campbell to do it for me. Oh my god. Oh my god, can you get that on Cameo? <laughs> uh, Bruce Campbell's got too much self-respect for Cameo. Uh, I was going to say that's true, is it though? But anyway. <laughs> so, Frederick's death was reportedly only the beginning of his appearances at the Princess's Theatre. Those behind the curtain, dressmakers, makeup artists, all reported feeling estranged or uncomfortable presence. It's the arts. Yeah. <laughs> it's a senior producer looking mm, to cast someone. It really is. Yeah. They would suddenly get goosebumps or wouldn't experience sudden temperature drops. That could just be Rupert Murdoch. This <laughs> corpse is wheeled in. Yeah, that was his. That was his first uh, sarcophagus. Then, eighteen eighty eight. He was still then. Yeah, he was still then. Stagehands and performers would feel something brush against them in an empty corridor. Again, it's the Weinstein years. <laughs> He's behind bars now. You don't need to worry about that anymore. Would you like to audition by candlelight? Light. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Audience members also began to report a strange flashing lights during performances. Night staff, security and maintenance staff have reported hearing odd noises. They have even reported seeing a shadowed figure upon the stage. Trina, a cleaner at the theatre, reported, <coughs> quote, I felt something bad behind me. <laughs> it touched my hair and my shoulders and my back and I was just frozen. Again, probably just a horny producer. 
I turned around and there was no one there. The theatre was closed. I never believed in ghosts before, but I believe in them now. In the 1900s. I was wondering, why are we putting on Cockney accents for Australians? <laughs> what is the 1800s? Surely everyone still had I an suppose. English accent. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> See? Historically accurate. Yeah. White Australia policy still in place, yeah. <laughs> In the 1900s, one sighting terrified a fireman. Well. Nurse. Attending the theatre when a fire alarm had sounded. It was a false alarm. One of the firemen attempted to open a sliding section of the roof to let some fresh air in. (laughs) He hasn't seen backdraft. I was going to say, that's what you do. The important thing is to feed... The fire as much oxygen as you possibly can. That's a very important key. I think we all all yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> Needs more oxygen. Clearly, <laughs> he was later found by his colleagues, not Pertwee Chris. Okay, huddled in a corner, shaking with fear. As moonlight flooded the theatre, the fireman claimed he had seen a figure standing, statue-like, in the middle of the stage. (laughs) Quote, I could see through him, the fireman claimed, and his eyes, they were like a cat's eyes. (laughs) So, sleepy, possibly hungry... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I do appreciate you channeling Quint for that I know, thank you Yeah, yeah obviously yeah. That's that's where this it was all based on It's <laughs> An anonymous witness reported seeing a ghost in the dress circle When the theatre was closed They reported <clears throat> A tall figure of a good-looking man In full evening dress Hair slightly greying at the temple and of stylish appearance. (laughs) It was a hip ghost. I love it. And this will be a very recurring theory. Um, No matter what, very well dressed. Very well. And to be honest, I think that's lacking in a lot of ghosts. Yeah, they're not sartorially splendid normally. I mean, I guess once in the theatre, always in the theatre. You know, always put your best foot forward. And he never leaves the spirit realm without a tuxedo or a cape. Always dressed to impress your audience. (laughs) See, this haunting does not surprise me at all. I know. It's just, it's like, seriously, fucking get off the stage. Yeah. Like when they take like 12 like encores, you're just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like I was on board the first couple. This is the supernatural equivalent of every fucking stand-up comic you know that's got a picture of themselves as their profile picture holding a microphone. (laughs) like, oh, is that what you do for a job? Oh. Isn't your profile picture a picture of you holding a microphone? It's my son. Oh. It's my son. <laughs> I've seen pictures of you holding a microphone. It's now. my son. He, now. He has some hair, <laughs> but he's my son. How many microphones have you seen with a face? <laughs> well, look, we won't go into that. Yeah. Um, I was young. Um, <laughs> so, Frederick's ghost has reportedly been seen in different outfits, but always very well-dressed. 
He's either in full 1880s full dress attire mm. or his stage clothes. Yeah. But, <laughs> see, I know they want you to think of him like in the Mikado or he's dressed up in a kimono and everything, but his last <laughs> stage appearance was as the devil. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit fucked up. Is it that's like the most inopportune outfit to die in? Yeah. Or is it the greatest? Yeah. Because you're kind of like, do you know what I mean? Just walk around hell and be like, yes, I own the place. You see my name above the door? Yeah. We expecting something different, darling, from the devil? Imagine if you were like one of those slightly shit actors that could never get cast in anything good and you died while dressed as a tree in Midsummer Night's Dream. And he's just like, fuck this. For all of eternity. Well, I'm a sheep. <laughs> the school play. Oh, my God. Or like, oh, my God. Or was like Mrs. What's her name? The teapot in Beauty and the Beast. But you die in teapot mode. <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, that'll be harsh. Oh, my God. You know, I once, you know, obviously cash-based economy. I once worked as Peter Rabbit. Um, for like a book week event. Of all the things you've done for cash, that's the most wholesome. Oh, my God. And so you find out you literally just spend all day with small children, which are, are exactly at crutch height. Oh, no. Running to give you hugs all day long. So basically you just get your, your fanny head butted <laughs> for like eight hours a day. And just by the end, you're just like... <laughs> you could do that for cash either way, with the suit or without. Oh, and of course the thing is, because you're in the costume, yeah. you're not allowed to break that wall, so you're not allowed no. to make any noise whatsoever. Yeah. I had a kid, a kid with a very large solid head, who like full on, like not only like cracked, but then they like bounce off my fanny and then reverberated and come back for like another second, like pow, like double wham. And I think I actually let out a bit of a fuck. <laughs> For our American listeners, Fanny is not what you think it is. <laughs> it's my vagina. Yes, it's it's a front bottom, um, and I I like I, I think it was like a pack or something, and like the kid actually like complete was just like, <gasps> oh, like all of his little Christmases had come true at once. Like he knew that rabbits could like talk, and yeah. here I was, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> little did he know he had a broken hill rabbit. <laughs> I came across a desert, you little cunt. Yeah, you fucking touch my fucking fanny again. <laughs> it's two dollars. <laughs> oh my god! So I got fucking mixomatosis. <laughs> Have you got any cigarettes? <laughs> if your face catches something, it's what you get. <laughs> Oh my god! So yeah, that's yeah. I can imagine spending eternity as like in one of those costumes because they smell. Yeah, they're never washed. Yeah, I was I was Tigger in the two thousand and four Port Augusta Christmas pageant, and oh. that was a smelly fucking suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I once oh my god once in a in a float I was a desert sturt pea, which is a flower. It is yes, but <laughs> a very delicate bush flower. Yeah. Oh, just like me. <laughs> Shut up, you can't. I'm a delicate fucking flower. Oh, my God. But, no, oh, I mean, oh, you know what? It'd be kind of cool 
though. I said that's like, look at the end of Star Wars. Like, if you die as a Jedi, you get to spend the rest of your yeah, life as a Force ghost. Yeah. Although, except when Darth Vader dies, it's a bit shit where he just comes back, like, you know, in a cardi. I'd be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I want to be Darth Vader for but, eternity. But they did. They fixed it. They got rid of him and put in Hayden Christensen. Yeah, we're still wearing a fucking cardigan. No, dressing gown and his fucking Padawan mullet. <laughs> yeah, who wants to, like, nah. You, nah. Who nah. wants that when you can be dressed as Darth Vader oh, for eternity? Oh, fucking Darth Vader for <laughs> sure. Vroom, vroom, vroom. But then you've got to explain yourself at all the ghost parties. Like, nah, man, I'm cool now. No, no. See, you're Darth Vader. You don't have to explain shit. (laughs) Just, I'm just saying. Oh my god. Oh my god. Then there's the other side of that. Like, can you imagine if you're the guy inside the Jabba the Hutt puppet? Oh. You get grind in the gears. I don't know. Pretty fucking epic way to go out. (laughs) (laughs) No, but then you'll just spend eternity as like Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, but you get to tell people that you got fucking choke wanked (laughs) by Princess Leia. Yeah, that's true. Hey, you want a longer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, to be yeah, honest. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Before she got all cigarette and gross. Oh, I've touched the nerve. You're such a hater. You're such a hater. You never say that about men. Because I've never wanted to be choked to death by men. <sighs> sexist. Well, that's sexist of you. It is. Betty Badoos. Who would go on to spend most of her life working as a wardrobe mistress at the theatre, saw the ghost of Frederick in 1917. Betty was getting costumes ready for the opening night performance when a fireman knocked at the dressing room door. Betty, I bet he was going to put out a fire for her. (laughs) And asked her, Would you like to see a ghost? Oh, that's a hell of a pickup line. <laughs> that's that's the fucking 1917 version of a fishing profile picture on Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like to see a ghost? I don't know if like that's a metaphor for anything of the time. <laughs> I don't know. Um, At least he's not asking if she wants to see his hose. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. No, that's modern fireman. The fireman led her to the side of the stage where the two looked out. And there they saw a figure sitting quietly in the second or third row of the dress circle. The figure made no movement and could be seen quite plainly and appeared to be staring straight ahead at the empty stage. It was dressed in evening dress and gave the impression of being well built with either grey hair or a wig. The face was in profile and not very distinct. But for Betty, the most vivid memory of the sighting was the studs in the white shirt front. (laughs) Oh, because she's like into stage dressing. So she sees Even she sees a ghost. Yeah. She is sitting there with a hot fireman (laughs) just watching a ghost and all she can think is, oh, he's got some nice buttons. (laughs) Well, it was the war. Oh, check out the buttons on him. (laughs) Yeah, to give up your saucepans to make bombs. (laughs) Wouldn't mind wouldn't mind finding one or two of them under the bed, if you know what I mean. Oh, Lord. So, she was looking at his buttons. Yeah. 
Ah, which seemed in the half-light to give off a sort of glitter. Well. (laughs) The fireman asked her if she were afraid. So I think this is like, this is the 18th century version of taking a chick to a horror film. Yeah. You take her her out to see a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) So the fireman asked her if she were afraid in a whispered reply. She said, nah. (laughs) She assured him she wasn't. (laughs) She's seen worse things in the (laughs) theatre. Without doubt. Fascinated, they watched it for some time during which there was neither sound nor movement. I've got to admit, it's it's like, I don't know if we're just getting more cynical, but if some random like dude stuck his head like in the door of my office and was like, you want to come see a ghost? I'd be like, oh, I see you want to talk to HR. So I just like <laughs> sent a memo through sexually harassed in my workplace. <laughs> he asked me if I wanted to see his ghost. <laughs> you be Pac-Man and do this with your mouth. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Run towards my ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Soon after this incident, another fireman. What the fuck? Like, are there actual fires to be putting out? Working hard or hardly working? Hey! Another fireman reported seeing a figure in evening dress standing in the centre of the dress circle. The fireman called out to the figure thinking it was a straggling theatre-goer who had managed to get himself locked in the theatre. The figure did not answer, just simply faded away right before the fireman's eyes. There you go. With well over 30 sightings at this stage, the management of the Princess Theatre offers a bounty of £100 to anyone who could spend the night alone in the Princess Theatre. There is no record of anyone ever claiming that prize. In 1994, two ushers fainted (laughs) when they opened up a curtain in the upstairs part of the theatre and found a ghostly face staring back at them. Can you imagine filling out that work cover claim? (laughs) Do you think you can get time off for that? Lost time injury reason. There's no box here that says ghost. Ghost. For me to tick. <laughs> ghost face. Funny, there, doesn't, there isn't one for sexual harassment either. <laughs> this is the arts. Yeah. Surely. Oh, it's just implied you were sexually harassed. It's just By a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a new one. He yeah. reached around me and did pottery. <laughs> but seriously, like, if you if you fall over it, you'd be like, oh, you'd be like, oh my God, I'm too traumatized to ever open a curtain again. <laughs> Can you go on a permanent work cover, do you think? Or do you think you get a payout that, over that? That's a career-ending... Career-ending curtain opening. Yeah. I can't open curtains anymore, but how will you perform? Oh! Oh! There's government grants in it. Oh, allow me back in. Yeah. Hello, darlings. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. So, yeah. Interesting work cover claim. Uh, The most recent sightings have reported Frederick's ghost sitting in a chair in the dress circle watching the performance. Uh, 
It has become a custom now to leave one empty seat in the dress circle during performances for the ghostly visitor. Those on stage have reported strange lights coming from the empty chair in the dress circle. It's now considered a good luck omen if Frederick appears on opening night of your production. If not, fucking fake it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're giving away comp tickets anyway. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just how many in tonight? Oh, we had 15, four comps and a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. They're, They're so, they're so, actors are very superstitious. Yeah, they are. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Oh my God, it's just like if you break up with one and you're really vindictive, just run through their theatre just screaming, Macbeth, Macbeth, Macbeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. But we should leave the final words to the Bulletin, who on the 30th of December 1967 wrote an article reporting from a book launch about ghosts including Frederick, that was happening at the Princess Theatre. So that's, you know, it's the 60s. Why not? Why not? You could do these things. The article begins, and now I have I have chopped out some of this article because as, as we have learnt from earlier articles, um, they will tell you everything that's on the menu, how much things on the menu cost, what everyone else in the diner was eating, um, how attractive the local sheriff is, if or he is well built or not. A lot of waffle in the bulletin. Mm. <laughs> so I'll, I'll compress this down to some, some okay. snippets. Yep. But it simply begins, the ghost of honour didn't make the party. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> how shit is your party when even the ghost of honour doesn't want to arrive? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, by the way, this is so written by a Melbourne living theatre lover. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> Frankly, it is surprising there are not a great many ghosts in Melbourne. After all, this is a city in which a vast number of bodies are buried, and one can only presume that there must be many very reckless spirits abroad. <laughs> Our only regular ghost lives here in the Princess Theatre. This is an utterly marvellous building. It could have been designed by a consortium of artists, which might have concluded Crookshank, Tennell, Ronald Seal, and Charles Adams. Look at me impressing you by listing a lot of designers that I looked up in a book. <laughs> It is the very best Victoriana berserk style. It has the lot. Urns, stained glass windows, balconies, balustrades, little cast iron cupolas, muses all over the place, and an utterly magnificent golden angel with trumpet. Fuck me dead. Get to the point. <laughs> Oh my god! You're not impressed by the utterly magnificent golden angel with a trumpet? <laughs> with a trumpet, my good man. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> cut out a lot of waterfall, cut out a lot of waffle. Yep, yep. What's more, yeah. our 
theatre had a mechanical roof which opened to the stars and grottos and waterfalls on either side of the proscenium, irresistible to ghosts. Wow. Because that's what you need if you want to attract ghosts. And they wonder why I didn't show up. <laughs> I think Goat probably showed up and was like, oh, fuck me. It's like, who's here? Oh, that can't fuck Oh, my you. God. He's talking about the proscenium of the waterfall yeah. again. Yeah. He who can't act teaches and he who can't teach writes. <laughs> and he who can't write starts a podcast. Hey! Woo! Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Have I ever told you about my golden proscenium? <laughs> With trumpet. <laughs> oh my god! What the fuck is a proscenium? I, to me, it sounds like a bit of like you like that you know that bit what, in the man between your the perineum. Yes, it sounds like a medical like a, a like a fancy word for your dick vein or something. I don't know. Are you googling proscenium? I am. Yeah, because it was a goth nightclub in Adelaide in the nineties. Yeah, I uh, know oh that was proscenium. This is spelled differently. This is spelled. Do you yeah, want to tell you how it's spelled? The part of a theatre stage in front of the curtain. The stage of an ancient theatre. So he couldn't just say the fucking stage. The, the front of the stage. Yeah. No, it's the proscenium. The proscenium. Beset on either side by waterfalls and grottoes with golden angels of trumpets. Next to the stage, mate. Yeah, no, there's the front there, mate. Fucking, oh my God. Yep. There was a fucking picture of a fucking nutty angel on it. And this is why the arts are now government funded. Oh, my God. Yes, Federici's ghost has been the only decent Melburnian ghost we have been able to cling to, so to speak. <laughs> you know what? There are, there are There are plenty of other ghosts, but you know what? They're common working folk. Like there was a prostitute who had her throat slit. Oh, oh. I'm sorry, not good enough for you and your... Yeah. Fucking hell. Oh, my God. We should do a story. I'm going to do a story on some markets in Melbourne. The markets are literally held on... It was a graveyard. The Queen Victoria markets? Yes. Right. It was an actual, actual, actual graveyard. They just flattened it and put up stalls to sell shit. They sell some shit. Some shit. Shit. Yeah. And the shit is so unrecognisable. If you get lost, usually in a market, you can be like, oh, yes, no, I've been through like the hand-dyed, you know, periwinkle blue kimonos before. Yeah. No, you would just get lost. And it's either it's like $1 shit from China next to live crabs next to people with crabs. Yeah. Um, get yourself a Pantera shirt with two R's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then like people who've grown fruit in their window box at home. Yeah. Yeah, on an actual gravesite. It's the poltergeist of fresh fruit and yeah. vegetables. That's kind of Melbourne though. Yeah, that is kind of Melbourne's Melbourne. a dirty place. Yeah. But with a glorious Prenticeum. <laughs> Please everyone get your Prenticeum checked regularly. <laughs> Especially as you grow older. <laughs> if you find anything unusual on your prenatheum, ask your doctor to have... Or apparently your local fireman to have a look at it. Yeah, the fucking firemen who just don't go home. I know. Oh, lo, lo. <laughs> How many firemen in tonight? <laughs> Fifteen and a ghost. 
Oh my god! Is it you become a fireman? You just get free tickets to the theatre. Apparently, yeah. I mean, these days you do it because you get to work out all day and you know. Apparently, apparently, fuck chicks. Oh, shut up! It was after nine eleven. All right, <laughs> what was I supposed to do? Your was... duty for someone else's country. Well done. Damn straight! I took one for America. That was that was on the house. Of Hell of a lot of bankers died that day. Good, not enough. <laughs> Fucking fill that well. So <laughs> the, uh, the the upshot of all this is bankers died and you got to fuck a fireman. Woo! Thanks, Bin Laden. Woo! Fucking New York fireman. Oh, my God. He tells you he was a New York fireman. No, he was. He tells you. No, he was. He tells he you. He was. He could you have just he been a, a little, buff guy with an accent. He was a little ranger too. Oh, no. He was a little ranger New York like, and he was, oh my God, telling me about his grandma who'd go and light a candle for him every day. You got sold a pup. He's from fucking no, Fitzroy. Was, no, honestly, he was because I saw he, he, okay, it was. He was there for the police and fire games. Yes, exactly. You don't think anyone just turned up with an FDNY t shirt on, just going, oh my God, 9 11, putting clove oil under his eyes? <laughs> Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> I'm here for the hero pussy. <laughs> My grandma, she lights a candle for me every day. Forget about it. His grandma lighting a candle for him. I hope little Tommy gets some pussy in Australia. I light this candle for you, Tommy. You go and get that pussy in Australia. Just like your grandfather did before the war. <laughs> He used to dress up in an LA outfit all the time. What are you going to do about it? I'm getting sent to the front line. I could die. This is going to be the last piece of pussy I get. Goes back to the pizza restaurant. Imagine God just opening his emails that day. Just, what's everyone praying for here? A cure for cancer. You know, let my horse come in. Hello, Tommy's grandma wants him to get his dick wet on a different continent. Granted, shimshalaboom, done. Oh my god, seriously, like it was oh my god. And I felt so, I'm not even American. I felt so like patriotic. Yeah. Like everything like I felt like fireworks should have gone off and a fucking American flag just whoop like straight up his pole. Just like, an eagle saws through the sky screen. Just 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 ch- Chuck Norris in the corner giving me the thumbs up and I'm just like, for freedom! (laughs) And then as usual, like the visual cuts out and it's just you two in the back of a bed sit. It's a very nice motel, thank you very much. Oh my God. It was before you started. Americans pack luggage. I've never seen so much luggage from a man. Yeah. I thought you meant he was like packing heat. Oh, only in his pants. Did that fireman ask you to see a ghost? That's how he lured me in. (laughs) Hey, you want to come see a ghost? (laughs) You know, did I tell you about 9-11? I don't know if you heard about it. But uh, yeah, you want to come see a ghost in my pants, lady? Well, if he was a redhead, he would have been pretty white. Oh, my God. And I figured, you know what? I mean, he was a redhead. He didn't just suffer on 9-11. He suffered his whole life. (laughs) (sighs) Where were we? Okay. We were at the perineum. Yeah. Oh, God. I touched his perineum. Um, What? For freedom. (laughs) 
fucking, I'm a patriot, all right? I'm a fucking patriot, all right? I care. I care. I just imagine you looking him in the eyes like Aragorn. For Frodo. (laughs) Oh, the things we do. (laughs) So, why Federici turned up even as recently as July last year? June Bronhill told the Australian she saw Federici at the back of the dress circle during a performance of Robert and Elizabeth. Now, I have never heard of that play in my life. So he was probably going to stand out because there was no one else there. Yeah, so I figured like he showed up to be like, (sighs) you know what? I am better off dead than watching this play. (laughs) Or he's just like a really supportive ghost who shows up and you look out through the curtain just before the show. Oh, it's just the fucking ghost. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, uh, well, it's <laughs> the director's like, someone in a seat. We gotta, we gotta go do out. It. Fuck. Oh, Lord. So, yeah, Robert and Elizabeth didn't catch on. <laughs> it was during the second act, she said, during a dialogue scene, I saw this very pretty pink light, more pinpoint than anything, but it wasn't like any other light. I'm sure it was Federici's ghost. It's you, you saw a little boop. <laughs> oh my god, it's the ghost! Oh my god, it's a premonition! It's gonna be yeah. No, it's a light blinking off someone's <laughs> yeah. like sequin, honey. Your play is shit. Yeah, <laughs> this is not a blessing from the gods. Nobody wants to see Robert and Elizabeth, even the dead. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but as Frank Kuzak points out, why have I gone back to hey? Forget about it. The best authenticated stories of Federici's ghost have always had him in evening dress. George Musgrove, the theatre's original producer, saw him in evening dress at a late rehearsal. Federici was sitting in the front row of an otherwise empty dress circle. Give us another drink. I still can't see him. <laughs> Heinemann's had a late night book launching of Kuzak's books right there in the theatre. How just tragic. So it, it's a book about ghosts and it, it's got, you know, Frederick's story in here. So at the book launch, they played the last act of Faust and tried to get everything as it was on March the 3rd, 1888. They had dim lights and even used dry ice to provide ghostly vapours on the stage. (laughs) Ghostly vapours? Ghostly vapours. That's a good way of saying fog. (laughs) By the pedereum of the golden (laughs) angels. I don't have a fog machine in the shed. I've got ghostly vapours. Ghostly vapours. I shall summon them. Oh my god, next time you're stuck in the car in like early morning, this ghostly vapor is thick as fuck. Can you imagine? Put on my ghostly vapor lights. Can you imagine you're, you're in the airplane, just like, uh, hello everybody, I'd just like to let you know that uh, because of the ghostly vapors uh, cuddly sidling over Adelaide, we'll have to divert to Melbourne. <laughs> Where I hear they have a golden perineum and some angels with trumpets. Everything was done to encourage Federici's appearance. Miss Betty Beddoes, now in her late 80s, was there. So too was Mrs. Garnet Garble, who saw Federici in a dark cloak one night during a ballet rehearsal. (laughs) 
What was he doing in his dark cloak <laughs> during a ballet rehearsal? <laughs> what if I just read it? I thought it was going to be like she saw him in a dark cloak room one night. And I was like, oh, honey, that was not a ghost. <laughs> Did you get the part? It was not a ghost. <laughs> oh, look. Special cocktails invented just for the evening were in- uh, were served. Okay. This is all in the newspaper article. Yeah. For example, there was the Mephistopheles cocktail. The Mephistopheles. Mephistopheles cocktail, which was devil red and consisted of cherry vodka, Polish pure spirit, and pineapple juice. <laughs> Then there was the spectre. Yes, we will go through the full cocktail Jesus list. Christ. The spectre, Polish pure spirit. What the fuck is Polish pure spirit? It's vodka. No, but but it says in the other one, it it's oh cherry vodka and Polish pure spirit. So it's Polish vodka. It's just Polish vodka. It's like it sounds like it's homemade, but okay. It might be made from potatoes or something, but it's probably pretty full on. Okay. The Spectre Polish Pure Spirit, one ounce of Zabrowski Bison Vodka and lemon juice. Zabrowski Bison Vodka. Zabrowski Bison Vodka. Oh, yes. Well, that's what you need if you're going to make the Spectre. I wonder if you can still get Zabrowski Bison. Oh, no, it's Zubrowka. Sorry. S-U-B-R-O-W-K-A. But Zabrowski Vowski, I know you can get the Polish bison vodka. You can still get it. And that's because what it is, the bison piss on the lawn and then they use the lawn to make the vodka. It's something like, I don't know, they feed the fucking cows vodka or something and then they piss it on the ground and then on the, uh, the crop and then they use the crop to make the vodka. There you go. Something weird like that. But yeah, I know all I know is a cow pees on grass. What kind of dirty fucking golden shower drink is this? <laughs> it's the Spectre. This, this does not make me miss alcohol at all. It's called the Spectre. The Spectre. The Spectre. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you're getting you're getting leveled on the meth. Oh my god Mephistopheles It's because I'm not drinking Jim Beam tonight It's because I've gone I've had the rosé And the CC I can't Canadian club I can't speak properly (laughs) It's because you're getting A superior bourbon for once Oh wait Shut up (laughs) It was just It was in my fridge (laughs) So that And the spectre However By 1.30am Federici Had failed to appear Undoubtedly It was the cocktails No respectable devil would be seen drinking them. (laughs) What a a wag. (laughs) Thus, that's how they ended the article. Are you fucking serious? (laughs) This is why people fucking hate the arts. Between a golden angle, a golden angel and a perineum. It's exactly cocktails in hand is where the story and, but yeah, even to this day, they still leave a seat vacant for him in the dress circle. Yeah. Um, people still report, you know, feelings of, uh, you know, temperature changes and even ghostly sightings or, or lights. Uh, but that's if your play does not, it's not a piece of shit. <laughs> I, I, I imagine that he must have just disappeared from about 1968 until about maybe 2003. 
Just as a ghost, you're like, what the fuck is this? Jesus Christ superstar and hair and all these terrible hippie things. Oh, come on, it's the age of Aquarius. The age of Aquarius. As a ghost, as a ghost, you would just go, Aquarius. time to check out some other dimensions. They're all naked. Aquarius. But this is a Gilbert and Sullivan man. He doesn't want to see this. <laughs> They're in your cape. <laughs> yeah. oh, I just push it in front of your mouth. I appear to be overdressed. <laughs> <laughs> then you poke your head in back a few years later. Starlight Express. Fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. Rock of Ages. Yeah, he did not come back for that. Cats. Fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. No. The Phantom of the, the Opera. Opera. That's not me. Fuck. <laughs> be pissed off. Oh my god! But like, there's there's so many movies where I'm like, they have basically ripped off. Yeah. Um, like his life. Oh my god. Um, what is it? Black Swan. It's totally this. He is he is the male Natalie Portman. Have you seen Black Swan? I've seen Black Swan. It's nothing like this. No, but the ending. She dies dramatically, like as the swan at the end. Yeah. It's him. He dies dramatically as the devil at the end. <sighs> yeah, but Dying on stage, the perfect he ultimate was a, performance. He was, a, he was a successful actor, not a tortured ingenue. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, okay, that bit's changed. <laughs> but, you know, essentially we're leaning to the same ending. Yeah. I'm sure if you watch it back, there is a golden perineum. And a cherub with an angel, I'm just saying. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Pokes his head one more time in in the 90s, Riverdance. Fuck! <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, that is uh, a little bit of Australian ghost folklore. There you go. Of course it's fucking Melbourne. Of course it's Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a golden perineum. <laughs> of course it's Melbourne. Mel- Melbourne is Australia's golden perineum. <laughs> For, for those outside of Australia, yeah, like Melbourne, Melbourne claims itself to be like the artistic heart, cultural center, yeah, of Australia. cultural center um, of Australia, yeah, and and people in Melbourne really love Melbourne, yeah, um, even though it's a rainy shithole, yeah. you know, yeah. I I lived there for a while. I lived there for a bit. Yeah, yeah. I told you that, that that guy used to dress up as a Nazi and just stand by the train station. Yeah, just just cause. You know, that's Melbourne. Because it's Melbourne. Performance but, art. That's, that's You know what shitted me was when they paid, they paid an artist like thousands of dollars and basically all he did was he dug up really just nice smooth bits of uh, pavement yeah. just on the walkways and then replaced it with like concrete paveways that literally had money embedded, like embedded in the concrete. Yeah. Um, just to like mock the homeless. Yeah. That Melbourne is so rich. They can literally make money that you walk on. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a gold rush town. Very strange place. Yeah. 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 I, I'm on Edward Woodward though. Once held a door open for me. Ewa woo woo. Ewa woo woo. There you go. Breaking Moran. Very nice man. Held the door open. I had no idea who the fuck it was. <laughs> <laughs> the old lady who was like, who started like twiddling her own golden perineum. Yeah. Um, like just started like losing her shit. And I thought she was like dying, like old lady. And she was just like hyperventilating because yeah, Edward, Edward Woodward had opened the door for us. And yeah. that had just made her, I think it made her, you know, in her panties. <laughs> There you go. The laptop is closed. 
god look i've got i've got uh, i've got nothing else to say but just remember um real fireman beat the carpet did he <laughs> did he no he did I, he, yeah he didn't yeah oh you know I, I, she should fucking light a candle for him to learn to eat some pussy learn to eat that pussy a little I, sh- I felt bad he didn't have to do anything he literally just kind of just took there and received the <laughs> divine judgment <laughs> the generous spirit that I was bestowing on him <laughs> Yeah, he, he literally just just it was all benefit for him. Yeah. I was just I yeah, honestly, I think I was just like, no, 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 you've been through enough. <laughs> you've suffered enough. Oh, very good. I'm a patriot. <laughs> for another country, apparently. <laughs> but that's a nine 9-11 affected us all, man. It affected us all. Alright. Apparently. Uh, Don't judge me. What have you ever done for your country? I haven't fucked a fireman. <laughs> it's not too late. It's not too Any late. Any fireman out there? Um, hey, it's my New Year's resolution. <laughs> there we go. You fuck a fireman for freedom. <laughs> I'm fucking for freedom. <laughs> Just lying there going, freedom isn't free. It'd have to be a Ted Nugent song. Oh, my God. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Look at the dick. 